<sighs> you better say your prayers. God is my witness. Oh, I forgot. I don't leave any witnesses. This is Seriously Seagal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's happening? Yeah, we here we are. We are at episode 21. Episode 21. Isn't that so insane, you guys? It is, man. I can't believe it. We've, We've really watched 20 Seagal movies, and we ha also have a, a hidden uh, secret episode. And well, there's well, that one episode that we... Episode oh, right. Yeah. 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 It's lost. Right, it's lost. Fair, it's lost. Either. But yeah, we watched a movie today called Today You Die, and uh, I think this movie, that title was true for all of us, because now we're all dead. Just really took we're it ghosts. out of me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, dude, I I'm enjoyed like, this. <laughs> Smitty is looking rather ghastly, and I'm this <laughs> might have killed him. <laughs> oh, I just got, I got nothing left. I thought it was a fun movie. I liked the interaction between the co-stars a lot. It looked like they were genuinely enjoying each other's company. Yeah, what I would say is if it weren't for uh, the, the fun that Seagal had with Tretch in this movie, another rapper sidekick for Seagal, um, if it weren't for the clear love that they had for each other, this might have been the worst movie. No, their their chemistry was good. More more so than the other sidekicks Seagal has teamed up with in the past, I feel like. Oh, we yeah, definitely. This is his fifth African-American sidekick. He's had Stone Cold Steve Austin, so one white sidekick. Um, yeah. But before we talk about why this is such comment. a bad movie or why it seemed Check like such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why it was such a bad movie. Okay. We'll, uh, let's go into a brand new segment where I just oh, got to yeah. kind of put everything into context for our listeners. We're going to do a little investigating. Raj got, uh, put on his gumshoes and hit the streets for a little segment we like to call Private. Dicks. What you got for us, private dick? Steven Seagal. Oh, I like this theme music. Yeah. All right, what do you got for us, yeah, Flav? So, <clears throat> tell us about Today You Die. We don't oh. usually do too much research, but this is some interesting stuff. Steven Seagal was sued for $14 million. Whoa, really? For, uh, well, it was total for Today You Die and another one, Mercenary for Justice, but um, specifically for Today You Die. And the reason... He was sued for... B he was in these movies, and he got sued for... What, oh, what yes. could he possibly be sued for? <laughs> so the suit... This showed up in the New York Times, too. So the suit was filed that... Uh, they were saying that he basically constantly failed to arrive on the set on time, mm -hmm. rewrote scenes on a quote-unquote locked script and made early unapproved set departures. For example, on the final day of shooting Today You Die, <laughs> the actor left the set five hours early to attend a dinner he described as having national security implications. <laughs> oh. Oh and as God. a result, three scenes that were scheduled for that day could not be shot, leaving the movie with, quote-unquote, material and irreparable problem with story logic, according <laughs> to the lawsuit. Oh, no. However... Makes sense. The lawsuit, Matt Stevens' manager says, is completely frivolous and was filed in bad faith. And the evidence of this is that they offered to pay the same people that were suing him. They offered to pay him six hundred and fifty grand out of the total money which he was supposed to get paid, which is eight hundred and thirty grand. Mm -hmm. And they filed the lawsuit preemptively before even paying him that. So it was kind of like, and there's no information as to like what happened. Like it looks like it just got swept under the like he did not pay them fourteen million dollars. Obviously, yeah, Instead, right. They ended up paying him six hundred fifty grand. So it's like that's so confusing. So they were supposed to pay him around eight hundred grand. 
They filed a lawsuit <laughs> yes. ahead of time. Yep. Only paid him six hundred and fifty, knowing that he would do something in retaliation, basically. Yes. yes. Interesting. Huh. Is it such that Steven Seagal is such a dick that you had to protect yourself? It, well, you, you also you're going to sue him for fourteen million dollars when he only did <laughs> they according also to you less than a million dollars of work on the on the movie. Well, like he made these movies, and then in their minds, he owes them thirteen million more dollars for be, for, for being, being there. yeah, well, <laughs> for being a dick. <laughs> I mean, the rewriting and the changing scripts and one thing. They also said he brought an entire entourage that interfered with the film crew. I believe it. I believe that. Uh, um, isn't Bin Dang, executive producer, probably in his entourage? I mean, yeah. isn't Don's probably in the entourage, too? Fauntleroy. Well, well this is the director. other thing. So Don, Donnie Fauntleroy, our, <laughs> Fauntleroy, our good buddy, uh, with his beautiful wife who loves him, mm. uh, was directing this movie. We've seen him as the cinematographer in a few Seagal movies, and he also directed Urban Justice. Or director of photography, too. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. But in, in, I remember reading the trivia to Urban Justice, which was a few years after this. He, mm -hmm. he said he wouldn't work with Seagal unless he promised to stay on the set because they had had some previous issues. Oh, this is probably The matter of national security yeah. implications. Yeah, I also <laughs> like to think that Steven Seagal is having, has to leave work five hours early to have a five-hour-long dinner <laughs> <laughs> so that the terrorists don't win. <laughs> I told it. So when you're saying that the movie was kind of like, I get that part where they like wanted to film. Because the ending did seem kind of abrupt, right? And like The whole thing the was whole abrupt. Thing thing so maybe those romantic. scenes None that of they were trying to like wrap up and like do stuff, so they were just like, we can't do this because he's not here to film any of these things. So He's not in the movie at all. I very mean, Disjointed. All the shots of him are just reaction shots. He's not doing any of the fights. It's just shots of him. Him, him from and the him and Tretch are, are. He's in. The, those are the most of his shots, yes. really. When he's hanging out with Tretch. I think that he and Tretch drove around for an afternoon in a suburban, and they filmed it. And this that's movie was really so like just Pee Bear and the Brown Man hang out for a couple of days, <laughs> and it was awesome. And I'll break out of movie. jail very easily. <laughs> yeah. This should be the day <laughs> with this movie. They break out oh of jail so easily. <sighs> But I, uh, yeah, I genuinely think I, I liked him as his sidekick most of all the sidekicks. Maybe it's pretty comparable to Keith David. I mean, I liked Keith David the most because I loved Mark for Death. Right. But this was like, you could tell the actors, like, pr they probably, like, hung out. Like, after they were like, this is, we like each other. Well, even though he wasn't in the movie a ton, Seagal is obviously the MVP of this movie, right? Oh, my God, yeah. But you're saying that Tretch, aside from Seagal, would maybe be your MVP who's not Seagal? Yeah. Should we maybe bring it to that segment? Do we have a segment that's kind of like that? I, I don't know, do. boys, do we? Keith! He's hey, here. buddy! Yay! Let's go there. Oh, hey, welcome back, man. You're gone last Keith week. David, not Seagal MVP. Oh, yeah. Keith, how are you doing, man? We didn't have you last week. It's good to be back, boys. <laughs> how was your time off, man? It was pretty good. I've did, still been in your mudroom. Did you actually ever end up watching Code of Honor? Code of Honor, the, the ending made no sense. Yeah, and the, the podcast spoiled the sixth sense for me. <laughs> oh no, oh, sorry, man. I actually went to Vegas in my time off. Oh, that's really funny because we were in Vegas in this movie for a little bit, um, very briefly. Actually, I lost all my money again, and yeah. I have to sing on the streets now. <laughs> Jesus, Keith. playing games of Othello, Othello uh, in yeah, Vegas. Yeah, see, <laughs> Jesus, all right. I lost ten k on on playing Othello. <laughs> <laughs> my God, Keith. Yeah, no, I mean, as P-Bear was saying earlier before you got here, Keith, I, I would give my MVP. I'm See sorry, ya. man. I love you the most as Steven Sidekick, but I would have to give this MVP to Tretch because, man, they, they just seemed like not only were they having a good time, but there was many times where Tretch was watching Steven do something and be like, what the fuck, man? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> holy shit. Tretch like, loves yeah, Steven so crazy. much. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, and uh. it, it, it just seemed like it was really good. Um, and we, you know, again, we're getting again. Whenever Seagal is hanging out with young African American men, 
uh, Seagal d- forgets uh, his own origins and thinks he is from the streets himself. Yeah, it uh, wasn't too too bad. In right, movie, I, th- right? I, th- I think I it think was a little bit. There was it. It was yeah. there, but it wasn't as notorious as some of the other movies where you're like, "Wow, he's being really like." Well, in this movie, I think they smartly uh, got other people to say that for him. Okay, like when yeah. that guy calls, says he walks like a black man, <laughs> right? Breathes right. like a killer. Breathes like a killer. Yes. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Seagal is immediately uh, inducted into being a black person, basically. Yeah, uh, like within minutes of going to that jail. But but I think it. of all his co-stars. Uh, Tretch likes is is okay with yeah, that. The yeah, most, yeah, yeah. Is not offended by it and is I think genuinely tickled pink by it in, yep. in a couple ways. A- every scene that Tretch and Seagal seem to have together, I would guess, is improvised. Smitty, did you did you get that that feeling? A lot a lot of the stuff that the when they're in the car, in just the car driving together. around and talking, I thought it flowed pretty well. They had a good right. you know good chemistry yep. and stuff like that. It wasn't awkward like we've seen in the past movies where. It could be really tough. You're just like sitting there sighing to yourself. I could yeah, tell. <laughs> this one was quicker. Like they were. Right. Yeah. I I could tell, or at least I thought it was improvised because there's that moment when Seagal has to correct himself. He misspeaks and says, "Uh, man, we're ex-cons now. I mean, we're we're cons. We're cons. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're still they are still uh, cons on the oh, loose. Yeah, we'll get to even that though they're having the mo- they're blowing everything up in Vegas. They're having a <laughs> grand old time." Uh, when they should be being brought in, they to are prison. not laying low whatsoever. No, not 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 <laughs> the least. You're being very flamboyant. Um, uh, Mr. Smitty, who was your non-Segal MVP? Oh man, okay, that was a tough one for me. Um, yeah, there aren't. I, ugh, there's not yeah. many. You know what? I'm gonna go with Agent Saunders. Uh, who's Agent Saunders? Um, he's a DEA agent that we meet, and um, he's kind of an investigating this whole. Is he D? What the fuck is his? Yeah, they're D-E-A. D-E-A. It took a minute for them to say that. So basically, they're investigating this heist that happens earlier in the movie. We meet this guy, and he's just way over the top, like just such an asshole to everyone. And oh, it's just, he's the piece of shit dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who ends up being kind of like somewhat the main bad guy in the whole, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Kind of the climax of the movie is not about the guy who you think would be the bad guy, but it appears to be this other guy, Agent Saunders. He, he reminded me of the host of uh, America's Next Top Model, so I was calling him oh my Tim Gun Cachet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's not very good. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all right. He did it. He was wearing transition lenses the whole time. <laughs> and, and looked a lot like he looked a lot like Detective Munch uh, from uh, Law and Order. And there is that scene where they the the Law and Order theme essentially is playing in the background when he's yeah, interrogating. Yeah, that interrogation scene. Yeah, he's such a piece of shit to his partner. Dude, I hate that guy. He you sucks. would be my non-Segal MVP for the worst person ever. <laughs> like the LVP? Yes. Perhaps? The lowest valuable person. Um, it, valuable it was whatever. weird like how he... Again, the stakes in this movie were so low the whole time, and it was unclear to who the, who the actual bad guy is. I think I'm going to give my non-Segal MVP to the other guy who could claim to be... The, who seemed like the big baddie, but gets killed first and very anticlimactically. Yeah, and that's Max, played by uh, Kevin Teague, a.k.a. John Locke's dad from Lost. Kevin Teague is AKA a bitch. A.k.a. lots of other things. I'm trying to... That man was a bitch. Oh, Roadhouse. Yeah, he's, he's in the, Roadhouse. Uh, he's the owner of the Double Deuce. Right. Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Keith. Um, Kevin Teague had this really interesting thing. The movie was shot in ver- very darkly to, to disguise the fact that Seagal is not in it, I think, a bunch of times. The action scenes were so poorly lit, I couldn't even see what was happening. No, it was... This movie should have been called Against the Dark. Oh. <laughs> Good one, Sheeps. Um, but seriously, watch Against the Dark. But Kevin Kevin Teague, I don't know what it is, it is about his face, but the color of his beard is such that you can't tell if he actually has a beard at any point. Mm. 
It's just like his face is, is slightly furry sometimes, and then in other scenes he he does have a full white beard. I was having trouble with that. Yeah, it was like translucent almost. Yeah, he has a translucent <laughs> beard, or it's the same color as his transition skin. beard. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah, exactly. One guy has transition glasses; the other guy has a transitioning beard. <laughs> um, um, but let, so let's set it up now. Yeah, the, sure. These are pretty much our main players. Um, so we start with Seagal robbing a place, a robbing a rich person's house. But you forgot about the whole credit scene with oh, the yeah, tarot cards. Oh, sorry, that. sorry. Yeah, I did. It's forget. all right. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I feel like the whole spiritual, like, mystical angle of this movie was completely forced in there and real. Yeah, there is no work. need for work. it whatsoever. It did not work. It did not work. I don't know if that's I will say this is the first time. It does not get... It, <sighs> Let's listen no to the music for, for spiritually cigar. Should we grab the band? Yeah, let's just do it. Okay, let's just do okay. it. Because this was not marked for it. death, that's for sure. Marked for death actually had some good spirits. Thanks, proud men. Spiritually. Cigar. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's flip some cards over. What do we got? Oh, we got a death card. Yeah, we got the death uh, card. I think death every card. time you see tarot scene. cards in a movie, you're going to see the death card, right? Yeah, what do you guys take tarot it's, cards? Do you guys you guys fuck with that shit or what? I've I'd, never I would, done I would never check done it out. Before. I've never really done that. Yeah, I want to check something out. Have you like got that. your fortune read? No. Nah, you I've read never. palms, Flav. I've I seen do you read so many girls' palms yeah, to try yeah. to get to know them at bars. Yo, back in the day, I was pretty fucking sly. That, that was shit. like your move. Oh I was like, my oh, God. now I'm holding her hand. Dude, you know what was fucking weird? It's like, creepy, I get dude. a lot of that shit correct, man. I would get, like, I'm honestly, no, no exaggeration, like 85 to 90% of this shit I would get right. Are you just saying vague things that could be true for no, anyone? No, there's actually some things that I looked up that you can, like, kind of tell um, based tell on where it. certain lines are. So, like, the very top. So, if you look at your hand. Um, Our listeners should look at their hands right now, no matter where you are. Non-dominant hand. Driving. Not your dominant hand, the opposite one. Okay. And I'm kind of a, I do so, both. say, for example, I'm looking at my left hand. If you look at the top line that comes from, like, like the inside of your hand kind of going towards your thumb, yep. that's your love line, right? And that's the shorter one, kind of? That's this one right here, yeah. Below so your pinky and your ring finger and your middle finger? Yes, and it okay. keeps going. Now, where it stops is mm -hmm. kind of... Dep it, um, it can mean different things about you. So, for example, if it stops underneath your middle finger, yep. it means you're extremely uh, selfish oh, uh, when geez. it comes to relationships. And you're you're very practical. You think about, like, okay, what do I need out of this? Like, what is he giving me or she giving me out of this? And, like, you're very practical about that. Sure. If it stops in between your first and your middle finger, yeah, it means that you fall in love very easily. Oh, that's what I have, Flip. Do um, you have one of those, too? I do, but it's broken, and that has a separate separate thing we can we can get into later. I got a and broken it, one too. Nice man. <laughs> and if it goes all the way to where your first finger, it means that you're in like a stable or you're happy with your. It doesn't necessarily mean you have a relationship, but you're just happy with where you're at and okay. you're comfortable in that relationship. So that's your love line. Um, we should have a podcast where Flav tells everybody their fortune. Yeah, we could, yeah this could go on <laughs> yeah. for a while. Your life. I'll just go very quickly through the other ones. <laughs> okay. Yes. Your lifeline goes. All, <laughs> uh, your lifeline is the one that goes from like kind of where your first finger is down towards where your palm, um, your thumb creases. Yeah, kind of curves. Yeah, that's your life and like health line, and then the one that kind of connects to that health line yep. and goes back across, like yep. kind of like the relationship one goes from one side to the other. This one goes to the other. Is um, your personality in terms of how creative or practical you are. So if it oh, curves like a lot, like versus right brain yeah, kind of yeah, thing yeah. So bit. if it curves a lot, you're more creative, you're more artistic, and if it's very straight, then you're more practical and logical. You might be more like in the science field or the you know that kind of field and stuff. So you, uh, it was funny. I could actually get a lot 
of things right from that and like people would like bitches would be like what and i would sometimes be like what like how is this working out at one point it didn't even become about like picking up women for me i was like am i really gonna get this right again like i was just I was <laughs> so like, there's want, a moment like, where you thought you were a fortune teller <laughs> there was dude I, you know this was me back in 2009 man 2010 oh, man. you know what i mean like this is yeah this is oh Jeez. You can let go of my hand, by the way, Flip. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's getting a little weird. <laughs> Stop stroking it like that. Almost palms. trying to get you upstairs to my room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey, it almost worked. Uh, yes, the spirituality in this film. Back right. to tarot yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah, <fuck> back. <laughs> All right. uh, hey, it didn't, like we said earlier, it didn't work. and It was totally tacked on <laughs> and pointless. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah so that's really, what the movie they didn't opens do. up with. And there was like random points in the movie where they'd just see pictures and be like, what, what is that? And it's like, that's like something, something, protection so diagram. The, yeah, so like, the big... Beginning is Seagal's girl's dream, <laughs> Jada. Jada, and yes. she's the one who's having these visions and Weird dreams shit, throughout yeah. the mo- throughout the movie. They're like kind of s- just forced in there, here yeah. and there. So she wakes up from these dreams, and Seagal is already awake in bed, fully clothed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he's just sitting up in bed, staring. <laughs> he's just hanging out. And he tells her, go to the fuck back to sleep, basically. Yeah, he's like, you can tell me about this some other time, and I'll tell you what I think some other time. It's like, why doesn't she just tell you right now? Like, but then, And then there's a scene at the end of this part where he's standing up, seemingly, and he asks her about a painting that yeah, she has like, in her room. He's like, where'd you get this painting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, like I like it. He's like, go to sleep. Where'd you get this painting? I like it. <laughs> He just walks and up. Then he, and then he, like then he walks to up to go rob job. somebody. Yeah. What was their relationship? She's a young African American woman, just like a. She was a she champion like in Drea. college. <laughs> she was a champion yeah. in college. <laughs> they clearly <laughs> went to college together. That's what he says to her. So she's like twenty years younger than him. <laughs> he doesn't even say what the champion has <laughs> is referring to. That was like, were you a champion? Moment. As in, like, you're just a strong personality. Like, you're a champion, but or you could get did through you, anything. Like, or did literally you literally win, like win like the NCAA basketball tournament or but something? But he goes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he like, was wearing, like, a yellow garb or something, like, jacket when he was in bed. But then when he goes to do the heist, he's wearing all black again. And also when he does the heist, he switches. <laughs> yeah, he switches clothes mid-heist. I think Smitty <laughs> caught a continuity It's in error. the IMDb goofs as well. Well, Smitty so his... So her, the function of his lady Jada is to tell him her dreams, which have so, something vaguely to do with the plot of the movie. I, I would guess that because, again, Seagal got sued for not showing up, and uh, th- this movie was a total shit show in terms of the plot. Yeah. I would guess that either they didn't film stuff, but there's something more to her role in this because there had to be. it was so slight. Um, just like Into the Dark, there were also these random shots, occasionally scene transitions, a very, very quick cuts of voodoo magical looking things that just but the rest of the plot had no creepiness to it it was a prison buddy cop (laughs) right yeah yeah i don't even buddy ex-con revenge story okay so all right let's get to the so we see so she also has to be seagal's moral center to be like stop being a thief and he says oh i'm gonna just do one last job which i think he thought at the time was like a legitimate job even though it was not but oh so yeah so he robs this place and then he kind of like he gets you know he gets interrupted by these other goons that are trying to rob him from that but they like mention just very quickly that like he only robs from the rich and gives to the poor and right, keeps yeah, exactly. a little bit for himself he's robin hood yeah he's basically a modern day robin hood what so those those goons come after him they had been staking him they were going to rob the same place yeah, the same they just night needed him to I bypass so, the yeah. alarms bro or they they knew he was going to be there yeah they just needed him to bypass the alarms oh okay which is funny because he doesn't really quick. do anything with the alarms. He actually just he keeps no, walking. It, the alarm keeps blaring. Yeah, that's right. He, he does just keeps going off. And he's There's no bypassing. He sets it off. There was no bypassing anything. Um, but yeah, he's so moving so slowly during this heist. 
But then when those guys attack him, he fucks him up. He says uh, something about, I've, I'm feeling very charitable today. I've got something for you. And Flips he, their shotgun on them. I have something shoots to Shoots them both in the chest. <laughs> yeah, shoots them both in the chest. Yes, this yes. is great. Um, but then, so yeah, so he basically takes off. Um, and, and there's that weird driving scene with yeah. him and Jada. Yeah. And right, she's right, like, right. she's like, I'm really worried about you, you know, and saying all you this stuff. You're going to change and he's your like, life, Harlan like, Banks. He's like, I swear, I'm out, I'm out, I'm yeah. out, I swear, I'm out. And one he's key giggling. thing is that he, they pass by a hospital that says it's being closed down. Yeah, the, the, yeah. Ho- the sign on the hospital, which is St. Thomas Children's Hospital, has a going, going out of business <laughs> sign tacked on the sign. A red and yellow going out of business sign. How does the hospital go out of business? Well, I can imagine that, but I don't think you would put it like... It's not like it's not like liquidation sale. Yeah, we're gonna, like 90% off everything. Take all the IVs you, know? you can get we got to sell all our sick kids. Yeah. Dude, I'd go buy so much Percocet. I'd be like, all right, give me everything you got. <laughs> Going out of business. It's like Sports sale. Authority. Those bastards went out of <laughs> So, yeah, that ties in, that will tie into his Robin Hood uh, angle yeah, later in the movie. Yeah, a lot later. Um, um, so they go to their new spot, and then he's like, okay, so now I'm going to work as a driver, like a legit driver. So we cut to like him basically going on a he new job. He doesn't think it's really legit, though, right? I think, I think he does. I think he does. He, re- he immediately stumbles into a giant criminal organization. Because he tells Jada, I know somebody that hooked me up with this guy, Max. So he trusted this guy to know Max and like be like, oh, I'm going to be a driver. It was Vince who hooked him up with it, I think. Oh, oh okay. is that what it was? I think it was Vince. I've yeah. got some opportunities. Yeah, basically. So I did think, he was, think it was really legit, but like right after, he's waiting in this thing, and you see this old dude. What is that guy's name? Kevin Teague. Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Bruno. You were Bruno. talking about Bruno. I'm talking yeah. about Max. So this guy, Bruno, who just looks like kind of like a fox in a way, like mixed between like a fox and like a bobcat or like a like a minx or something. He looked like His Uncle Leo from hair. Seinfeld. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Doesn't yes. he kind of look like, or like a minx a, or a bobcat? Uncle Leo. I, yeah, I was <laughs> a lynx. Not a bobcat, um, a lynx. And then he, so he comes out, and they're, like, loading up these cash things into the car, and, like... Jerry, hello! And Bruno is just, like, fucking <laughs> around to the guards, and he he has a great one-liner, which I'm not going to say right now. I'll save oh, it. Oh, save it. And immediately he goes into the thing, and then, like, he turns, and he's like, oh, I forgot, I'm supposed to sign something. Okay, then, so like, let me let me set up the scene a little bit more. Sure. Steven is driving uh, a truck, an armored truck. Yep. Um... Just supporting. He's supposed to be transporting this cash from place A to place B, like a regular right. armored car okay, does. Okay, that, that's what seemingly it is. It's yeah. at a casino, right? His partner, right, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. His partner Bruno has been smooth talking all the other armored uh, the guards yeah, at this chilling, casino yeah. right. who are helping him take out the money. Yep. Um, he's being very Uncle Leo, being very uh, dashing and charming, and then, unbeknownst to Stephen. Uncle Leo turns on these guards. There's a crazy Donnie Fauntleroy yeah. shot oh right God. here. Don is a little Don. bit out of control when he he does he a does. freeze frame on every character in the scene. Like turning. They're like turning and realizing <laughs> that shit's going down. It was a very uh, yeah. 1960s heist. Uh, I love Don Fauntleroy. Like an Ocean's Eleven kind of movie. Come on I think. our podcast, Fauntleroy. Come on our podcast. Bring your beautiful, beautiful British and wife. And bring Bindang. And bring Bindang. Yes, bin so many bin questions for Bindang. Bindang, man, that guy came from being Mr. Seagal's stu- a stuntman assistant. to being his assistant, and now he's producing movies. And, and soon he's, he's got his go- own assistant. He and is. soon he's going to be on his podcast, our podcast, and it's he's going to bring in his assistant. It's pretty amazing. So Uncle Leo shoots these guys, and suddenly we have an, uh, an full armored, on chase. a full-on armored car chase, which apparently uses footage from a, a different movie a much older movie <laughs> yeah because the scenes that they were showing of vegas were not in 2006 because i've been to vegas several times and like in the 2000s too and there was definitely there was a lot of stuff that were older like 90s that kind of shots of vegas like some of the like hotels were clearly just not updated like you could see like some of the stuff that, around the bellagio and the valleys were just like totally different that also explains um just you know, like you know how 
the issues they had with Seagal walking off and stuff like that. They probably had to use clips from other movies. Oh, right. Right. Yeah, okay. Okay. That makes totally a little bit more yeah. sense now. I totally get that now, yeah. Uh, so so Seagal is doing this kind of against his will, but out of self-preservation at this point. Man, that makes me sad. I don't know why he'd walk out of his movie. I would be having a blast <laughs> with Tretch, dude. Like, I know, right? If I was on set with Tretch and, like, the premise of this movie is not terrible. Like, the, if you take the uh, overarching idea of, like, yes. he gets set up, he needs to break out of jail with this guy and free his name. The other movies have had this exact same storyline right. and made it a lot better. Like, I just, I don't know why you The would. execution also, was yeah. done poorly. I like that Seagal is a thief in this one and not an ex-CIA, ex-FBI He does not have a dark past. Like every There's no dark movie. past. We, this is a, kind of like on deadly ground. We're seeing his dark past at the beginning of the movie. Or, or uh, yeah. a good man is kind of yeah, like that, yeah. too. Um, I don't know what the hell happened. I like how, how Bruno is going, oh, you could drive, motherfucker. Yeah, he's like, you yeah, can drive, Bruno like, gets like a drive, fucking hard on for that shit. Yeah, he really <laughs> does. The police, I mean, the police work is just so bad. Just like last week um, with Code of Honor, the police work, the can Vegas police, I can't yeah. believe this. Can we talk about how he's caught? Yeah, oh. actually, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he evades the police for a long time. Quite In an armored time. truck, it is not con- inconspicuous. Um, he He... Drives through a Winnebago, presumably killing everyone inside. <laughs> Cop cars are, are yeah, exploding. Okay, he's, so he's people. killing people on the streets of Las Vegas. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but he somehow gets away. I didn't understand how that worked. But then tell us what the next scene. Tell us about the next scene. All of a sudden, he's like on the phone. He's on a payphone again. In I don't like know a really things. dark corner somewhere in front of a gate, and he's that, just like, yeah, that location. Was hey, awful. Jada, like you know, it was a setup. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "You need to, you need to stay safe." Blah. And then he just like hangs up and like kind of just like squats. He just onto falls the asleep, <laughs> slumps yeah, over like on his side. Like supposedly he's hurt, but like there's no evidence of this. Like we right, don't we know didn't it. see him get shot. We just see him like kind of take a nap. And then I, I would say they had cut, they had cut over to a a, a half-eaten plate of turkey <laughs> and like a glass of red wine. <laughs> so these cops like roll past him, and then you just see the cop car like reverse, and they look and they're like. Is that for real? Is that him? Yeah, I guess that is. Yeah, him. And they yeah, just like get out of their car. They're like, "You're under arrest." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even do anything. He just like kisses an ambulance. They're like, "I think he's injured. Call an ambulance." He, it he's was literally so not getting up key. for this arrest. Oh, now you're going to prison. Yeah. Anything. For, also, there's no trial. No, he just no. goes to prison. <laughs> straight to <laughs> yeah, straight to prison and into you're going interrogation. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, now that we're in prison, let's fucking take it to one of my favorite segments, flavors. flavors. Of the, the world. We're going to prison. Let's do it. Motherfucking We're shake going somebody. Back to prison. Hip hop drums, MIDI sounds. So, Steven Seagal was clearly listening to my segment way before we invented the segment back in 2006. Yeah. Because he establishes what I was talking about pri- previously in um, Exit Wounds, I believe yeah, it was. Seagal can war against the past dead. and future. No. Was it Exit Wounds? Half past dead. Exit. Uh, the one with Jaw Rule, where they're in Half past dead. Yes. Uh, I, I mentioned that when you're in prison, you either somebody's bitch or you got to establish oh, that God. you're somebody's not bitch. You know, you got to establish authority. And Steve kind of does that right away. We're back a, to this again? Here we go. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And he, <laughs> Just he totally makes it work because he's sitting there in prison and he establishes who he is because these people try to come up and punk him. These huge guys, and he just... These guys were huge in prison. So much beef He fucks them up. He fucks them up and immediately creates a friendship with Tretch, <laughs> who's actually the leader of this whole, like, prison. Right, like, ice those Tretch's guys that Oh, yeah, up? for sure. And Tretch knew, he's like, man, this guy ain't nobody's bitch. Like, I better, like, get on his side so that I can keep this guy on my team and my gang gets even stronger. So, totally, right, Tretch you know, immediately he, gets, loves he gets prison mentality. He, uh, he totally understands. There's an order, and you gotta keep the order. Same to, like, later on in the movie we see 
the Hispanic gang try to get out of this order yep. and break this truce. And Triage even goes, he, it's great because, like, as this leader of this gang, he understands it because he's like, if you don't want to start a war, like, he fell on this shank. Like, it wasn't, you know, like, he doesn't even want to start a war because he's like, there's an order. And then immediately they raise taxes for these people. Prison, man, there's an order. Stephen uh, was very comfortable in prison. Oh, he yeah. Did well. He, he did really well in prison. Prison, again, again, prison is, is depicted, I mean, you could get shanked. Yeah. But it doesn't seem too bad. Seems I mean, like a decent time. It to me, it seemed like a, like summer camp for musclehead dudes who are deep in the closet. Yeah, but you gotta be a it's, big ass dude to not get shit. You know, you gotta know your shit. This is especially all right time because I mean, Steven's allowed to wear whatever he really wants. Yeah, as that's well. right. Explain well, that, Spinny. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone else in the prison is in you know, like they have like the uniform, like the the, the blue pants, a baby the blue, blue, uh, the blue yeah, top, top, or the they have the blue top off and they're wearing like wife beaters. Um, but then Stephen is like he's dressed in all black still. It's like or a it's like a, like a, like a, a dark navy, like a navy, sort of, yeah, navy it was blue or something. Was it denim? It almost it looked like it was a dark denim, dark but I couldn't denim. really tell. But it, yeah. he's the only one wearing this. He's got to stand out. Here's a, here's a prison question, question for you guys: If you could bring one thing with you to prison, that anything that you were allowed, what would it be? Uh, my drum set. Okay, well, that's pretty good. Guitars. Bring your guitars. What would you bring, Flav? I would bring an assault rifle. <laughs> I can bring anything, right? That's this is a uh, in this pr- this prison seems uh, like <laughs> I just wanted to protect myself in prison, and in, in the rules of this podcast, I never said you couldn't bring anything crazy. I just said, what would you bring? <laughs> I thought you would bring your Lowe's blanket with you. Nah, man, I'm gonna take somebody else's blanket. Oh, nice. I'm gonna but fuck w- them up, uh, and then I'm gonna get them to buy me a saxophone. And then I'd find you two motherfuckers and we'd start a band so nobody would mess with us because they'd be like, nah, man, they have the music on Fridays and Saturdays. What would we do without them? <laughs> so we're safe. I really just was so happy to go to prison. Like, I feel movie. like the cooks never get killed in prison because, like, who, what would they eat then? What if Casey Ryback was <laughs> Casey a prison Ryback. cook? Ooh, Under Siege 3. Casey Ryback is a prison cook. Uh, the prison comes under siege. Boom. Done. There you go. Seagal, come back to Hollywood. Damn. I like it. I'm going to send that to him. We should write up a, uh, a and pitch. And Drake is his sidekick. We should write up. Oh, yes. We should write up a pitch. Holy shit. Not Samuel L. Jackson? Uh, Samuel L. Jackson oh. is the leader of the terrorist squad that's trying to take over the prison. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> but of course he's in it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So in his first 30 seconds in the yard, Stephen dispatches some dudes. Uh, and, and his best friends and his with be- Trash. And becomes best friends. He's basically like, oh, I'm Harlan. Oh, what's your name? Oh, ice cool. Oh, we're friends. He's like, you just, <laughs> you just fucked up two of my gang members. That's cool. All right. Did we just become best friends? Yep. And Tretch's name is Ice. Uh, then Bruno is in prison as well, right? Yeah, yeah he gets Bruno transported there like later. a day later, yeah. See, I really thought that Bruno had died in that car crash yeah, situation. Yeah, me too, because they didn't seem to and pick so him up. So this was him. all very unclear. Bruno's a little bitch, too. Dude, I hate that guy. Steve, we don't know where the money is now, or the armored car that Steven was in, which is... Fucking insane. That was a goof because no, that was actually a goof because several times they were said in the interrogation scene that the cops had gotten the truck, but then later when they were like questioning Seagal, they're like, "Where is this truck? Nobody knows where it is." So it was like that was, was like a continuity fuck up. They so fucked that up in the script. It's actually is like half past dead again. The the older gentleman who knew where the money was hidden somewhere in the world. It's actually a very similar plot device where Seagal can't well. The, Seagal can't be killed in some ways because he's the only one who knows where all this money is. And the DEA is strangely respectful of him. Oh, yeah. I mean, he escapes prison, and they're fine with uh, it. Yeah, to the point where <laughs> he, once he escapes prison, he has a meeting with one of them. 
And was there? Goes, do you think there was a plot line? About, yeah. Can we talk about this prison escape? Like how he actually does this? It was so weird. I didn't even realize it was they happening. They start a prison happened. riot. Yeah. Like um, they get a bunch of other prisoners to do something to distract people, and then he just walks off into a helicopter that landed in the prison yard that is conveniently completely empty. Yeah, that was that was totally insane. Um, and, and does Tretch bring him in on that just because they're buds? No, he wants the money. And Steven says, you do me okay, right, I'll do you right. right. right, right. You do me right, I'll do you there right. There was seemingly no supervision in this prison. Everybody's just walking around freely all the time. Yeah, it's a, you know, Like when Tretch and yeah. is, <clears throat> well, Steven gives Tretch that tip about how dudes were trying to shank him. Because Steven, Steven just overhears it in the yard. Right, yeah. Well, he's eating pudding. <laughs> and and then Tretch and his bros uh, get the drop on that. So there's this weird subplot of they're watching each other's backs. They have right. each other's back. Hey man, you always got my back, man. Shout out to Sam Deshane. It ain't no thing, says Steven Seagal at oh. one point. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So okay, let's. They, they're in the library at first. <laughs> yes. When the, this uh, <laughs> this. <laughs> going down. There was a weird subplot. Did you guys notice how many times the word smart came up? Oh, yeah, like, like, you're he's like if the plan man. is smart. You're really smart. It was like if this the slang plan thing. Is smart, if and then I noticed smart. that at the end, the two bad guys both say something that's a little too smart. This It wouldn't be jejun of, of right. the situation. Oh, right. There's a weird thing about intellectualism going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Shakespearean. Yeah, exactly. It was <laughs> to like die or not to die. <laughs> to die. Okay, so... So yeah, they they attack the yep. one prison guard mm-hmm. um, after after uh, Tretch tells Stephen that he is indeed black, um, in <laughs> <laughs> and then there's suddenly the uh, yeah a riot breaks out. Tretch changes into the the prison guard's uniform, yeah, and does the the Wookie uh, the Wookie hostage prisoner <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wookie prisoner gag yeah. with Stephen. Who is he doing that to? I don't know because the guys there's in the no one towers? there to stop them. When they just walk out the fucking yeah, door right. of the roof. Is, is no one asking, uh, no authority figure saying, why did a helicopter just land in the middle of right, this prison? Right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as if like every single person in the entire prison is dealing with this riot, like nobody's just looking at the cameras. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. it's absurd, it's absurd. And also the fact that nobody can find this money is, is equally ridiculous. Um, but it was a great moment when they take off. Um, we hear the song, I'm a free man, baby. Right, I love that song. Uh <laughs> Uh, this random pilot is taking them out, and Steven is smiling his little buns off. Oh, I love seeing that Seagal smile. You so don't, he's so, like, coy. You don't see it often at all. He's never smiling. That's what movies. I'm saying. It looked like he was enjoying this movie. Like, so why, why be I, late I, to the oh, set shit. and leave early? And say, like, this is a fun time. Um, do you think there was a subplot where Seagal was placed on the inside? I thought, I, I thought that was going to be the plot at first. Because there was no trial... And also, remember, there's that random meeting between Seagal and um, that female agent, Agent Knowles. Right. At the prison. This is when he's still in prison. She yes. comes to visit. And, and they she have says, a where's meeting. the money? Yeah, That's right. and she asks him about the money, and then he goes out, and then him and Tretch have a talk about the money. Oh, yeah, I, I, I kind of liked so, her. She, she, was, she looked like Jennifer Garner a little bit, kind yeah. of. No, um, no, okay. Or uh, Christine Baranski, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that who-like face. Um, she, she gives him her card. He's in prison. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> no one acknowledges. No on. one treats him ever like he's in prison. <laughs> and after that, no one treats him like he's on the run from prison. He's there, on the limb. There the rest must of the have time. been a subplot then that got cut out, right? Yeah, I would assume so. I, I hope so. I really enjoyed um <clears throat> when they kind of me 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 me
Uh, he calls Jada, and he's kind of getting his shit back yep. in order. Yep. Um, and Tretch is really upset about the idea of them splitting up. Yeah, he's like, come on, man. He's like, you can't like, leave me. Like, I'm going to do you right. You did me right. <laughs> but, yeah, speaking of skibbies. Yeah, let's do it. We got to do it, because this week. We're. We. Snapping. Snapping. Snapping with Snapping. And Skippy's too, motherfucker. Oh, oh. Snapping and Skippy's. Snapping and Skippy's with Smitty. <laughs> What's that? Snapping. We're snapping. We're snapping and Skippy's. Oh, come Skippy me, Mr. Smitty. Come snapping. Come snapping, Smitty. Skippy. All right. Welcome. Well, today, boys, it was a very exciting time in the world of yeah? snaps and skippies. Tell us about yeah. it, Smitty. Let's hear about it, Smitty. Oh, I'm starting off with skippies. Oh, Ooh, shit. Okay, all right. There was some good in, skippies, um, huh? What was the good by skippy the way, option. Today, yeah, what, uh, uh, four, four and a half. half. Four and a half for snaps plus skippies. Let's yep. hear it. All right, we're getting into it. All right, so our first Vegas skippy um, appeared during the uh, heist where everything goes wrong for Seagal, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. The setup the heist in right. the beginning. Yeah, yep. they're the police skippy. Um, our second Skippy comes in in the prison escape that Skull and Tretch the very Skippy easily just, just basically the... walk out of prison on yes. that one. <laughs> it's a truly heroic Skippy. It, that one was awesome. It was. And then we have our big blue Skippy in the finale. Oh, that blue. one was an, Belonging it, it was to Max, so huge. our bad guy. That it was, was huge. Like it was big. nice. And it looked blue. like one of those like presidential choppers. Yeah, it was. that was pretty cool. I like the one that like Nixon left what on. Does, what does Max do for a living? He like I don't uh, know. He dabbles in spirituality and plays piano. Yeah, at the it's, end, that's kind of like, what I got. <laughs> the, he also had shit cut out too, because it seemed like he had turned into Satan incarnate at the end. It was like a it devil's was, advocate. It was Al Pacino. So scene. I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. But then he blows up in his head in his skippy immediately. <laughs> so three skippies. Okay, three skippies. Okay, okay, all right. Pretty good. I'm liking this. What about right. snaps? Mm-hmm. Though we're going to snaps here. All right. So there's a knee snap early on in, when Seagal first arrives to prison. Uh-oh, um, we're up to four. Some of, the people, <laughs> some of the people who set Seagal up have guys on the inside. So basically, right when he gets there, he's um, confronted by some dudes who are saying, where's the money? You know, like, we need to know where the fucking money is. Mm-hmm. Like, my boss mm-hmm. needs to get this. And he, you know, takes care of them pretty easily and gives uh, this one huge guy a nice knee snap. Nice. Um, and then in the scene where Steven assaults Bruno yeah. when, they, when they meet back up in prison. They have right. a, a little exchange there. After their walking um, chase. Yeah, after their walking chase through various parts of the that prison. That was riveting, seeing two six-year-old <laughs> men just walking at a leisurely yeah. pace. <laughs> oh, so exciting and thrilling. Um, he gives Bruno a nice arm snap. Gonna I come like back. I'm gonna come coming back to that one. All right. I'm gonna leave that right there. Okay. I'm gonna come back to that one. We can discuss a little bit more. Um, our next snap okay. happened. Uh, a, a shoulder snap yeah. at uh, Vince's house. Right. Okay. One of the other kind of bad guys in the movie. He's uh, one of the mini bosses. Yeah, he's kind of like a mini boss. Mm. Randy Couture is one of his uh, lackeys. That's right. Randy Couture is an MMA legend of yeah. some yes, kind. Yes, sir. Uh, um, like we had Frank Beer in that other movie. Where he had just a silent role. Not Randy doing Couture anything. did a little bit better than Frank Mir. Yeah, he actually had a line. <laughs> one line. Fantastic. <laughs> so if we're going to go by that, we got three skippies and three snaps. Oh! So minimum six. Minimum six. Yeah, cool. we However, hit the over. There was some disagreement in the Bruno scene. Mm-hmm. There was a couple times where he had him in holds and there was crunches, but... 
I don't know because Bruno didn't react in like right. a really crazy way, but when He's he also breaks so his arm at the final at the end of the scene, definitely a snap. That's definitely a snap. But there well, are a few yeah. questionable. But there's some questionable in there. ones in there. Some so, they might have been some hairline fractures. Well, maybe since we're o- well, since we're already over, I'm gonna leave it as is. Okay. Yeah. We hit the over. Hey, you Six bitches! We're over this skippies. time. Wow, that was our first over in a while. I know. Congratulations, awesome. everyone. Congratulations to you, Mr. Smitty. You deserve it, man. Hey, dude. Thank you. Hit that music you. again. Let's celebrate. We just hit the over. Let's snap yeah. Mr. Smitty. Oh, we yeah. just snapped. We snapped. We snapped. We snapped. We Six snapped. sexy snaps. Oh. oh. Snapping. And skipping. With Mr. Smitty. Oh, Smitty. Ooh. Yeah. We finally hit the over again. Overs all day, boys. Come snap, Smitty. Yeah. Guys, let's go to Vegas now. Yeah, we should go put some money down on the and then go, movie in Vegas. Yeah, let's we go should. rob an armored truck and murder a bunch of hey, people and fall I'm asleep. I'm just thinking about this, guys. <laughs> What's up? Since we we can kind of control which what the over-under is, we should... What do you think? You want to bring it up? Put some moolah on that stuff. Oh, I'm yeah, saying. that's a good idea. Why, why aren't we betting on our own game? That's, oh, you guys haven't been? That's not sketchy at all. You right? been betting on this game? Dude, I've been draft kings and go this bitch all the time. <laughs> Do you think Father Flavor, Flavor and Keith David and, and Screwface have been betting on us? Oh, definitely Keith David. Definitely Screwface, but <laughs> Screwface, Father, Father Flavor. He's too busy He's too dealing holy. with Mr. Smitty sitting on his lap. <laughs> you got karate. I got a cut rifle and a cut razor. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty great. Uh, Here's I have a question for you guys. Sure. Yes. Jada has yeah. these visions of Max. God damn it, Jada. Does she know Max? Oh. No. How does she have visions of how does she know that it's him then in her she's dream? She's psychic, man. Because she can see. Are they she has the gift name? of sight. That's really silly. I thought that was it's, so stupid. Yeah, it's the whole it's the whole Max bad. is dead thing that we're being told throughout the movie. First of all, everybody seems to know Max. Yeah. And Seagal's always questioning them about Where's Max? And Max everybody says, everyone says Max he's dead, is dead. But no, he's they, not. No, he's alive, right? And clearly, he's going to be alive. By the way, just by the sheer amount of people <laughs> saying, yeah, yeah saying, no, he's dead. And later, the the lady detective Jennifer Garner says that she saw the body. What was? When did that happen? Whose body is that? I don't know. <laughs> I want to know about. She that just guy. saw a body. And then he just goes to Max's house, right? Yeah, basically at the end he goes, he finds kind of just finds it. That was so dumb. Or no, does that does Kevin <laughs> tell him where he is? Dumb. I don't. That made no sense. That whole that whole plot made no the sense. The secondary dude is his name Kevin. What was his name? Vince. Vince. Did he tell him where Max's house is? Yeah, it was when something he was, like, like that. holding onto his fingers, and we were like, "Snap the fingers." There's a series of, the, of, of scenes at the end where he just goes from one person to the next person and they give yeah. him a tip to go to the next person, that kind of thing. Yeah. But it, it was so... It was so. But you nothing. know what was great? Were all the interactions between That's Tresh and Steven. Because this section of the movie that we're getting to right now is just... They're fugitives and awesome. they're cruising around. And they're having a blast. Having a ball. It is so much... It's like Bear and the Brown Man. Like, and they say stuff. some of the funniest shit that we've heard in any Do they? Movie. Lord have mercy. I guess maybe they do. Smitty... Why don't you hit another segment of music here? Let's find out what these motherfuckers actually said. Let's get some of Flavor's fame. And boy, did I have some fucking favorites today. I was furiously writing away on my iPhone. No. What, what are your flaves, fave? Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> I kind of like you. What are your flaves, fave? Uh, man. <laughs> I said that too. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. There was one that I liked right off the bat. And he's robbing the place. This is when he's first robbing. 
we get to know him as a thief and he's robbing the rich person. And he mm-hmm. comes in and he looks around and he's like, yeah, dope dealing has been good. Yeah, the <laughs> place is so nice. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's having such a good time. I'm like, don't you know that? Because you've been doing this for a while. That place was really nice. That dope dealer's house looked like a museum. Yeah. It was very tastefully made. Yeah, I mean, they got interior designers, I'm sure. And Seagal's fighting around all these like ancient artifacts. And, and just like bust everything up. Yeah, like <laughs> setting the Shroud of Turin on fire. And the second one is actually Bruno. He said one thing that I didn't hate completely, and uh, he's... This is when he's with the security guards and they're loading up the money. This is Uncle Leo. This is Uncle Leo, yep. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, you know, like, oh, you know, I just picked up an extra shift. Because they're like, who the fuck are you, basically? And he's like, oh, you know, I just picked up an extra shift, get the ex-wife off my back. Women, you know, there are two kinds. The ones you can't get rid of and the ones you can't get. Good advice. Good advice. <laughs> yeah, I really like. There's a there's a very short shot of two security guards monitoring the cameras in that scene. Yeah, and one of them clearly we catch them at the end of a conversation. Yeah. one of them says to the other, "So then she left me." Yeah, and then they yeah. both yeah. laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I love that moment. <laughs> oh man! All right, keep going. What else we got? And then we got the first one where Stephen asserts his, uh, shall I say, his urbanness. Yeah, <laughs> and Tretch so is okay with it. He uh, he tips off. One uh, ice that he's you know gonna get shanked, so ice manages to get the drop on this Hispanic guy, and he comes back, and you know is thanking Stephen for this, and he's like, yeah man, thanks, blah blah. You look after me. And he's like, shit, you saved my life. And Stephen, without missing a beat, goes, ain't no thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the oh, next Steven. one, this is the this racial is, chameleon, Stephen yeah, Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. This next one is uh, they're <laughs> they're about to get. They're going on this prison break, right? And they're, like, about to make it. And so, you know, he tells them, meet me where you're supposed to meet me, and this will work out. And so then the next shot is Stephen is actually meeting him where they're supposed to to get ready for this prison break. And Stephen goes, let those who should be liberated get going where they need to be. And Ice goes, you's a cool motherfucker, man. <laughs> Stephen goes, Ice Cool, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, shit, because his name is Ice Cool. Oh, my God. So many people tell uh, Stephen he's so cool in this movie. Yeah. Um... The next is uh, we're in a scene, which is right before the gun cache, where they walk into one of um, Ice's, uh, I should say, cronies, like, establishments, whatever, like, Dinky Ice's D. home base. Dinky, Dinky D. D. That's huge, He's dude. He's like a 500-pound African-American oh man my with, God. with a woman on his shoulder. And sunglasses. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's played by another rapper. Oh, really? Or he was credited as Smalls. Of course, so I'm okay, assuming yeah. he's So he's got a couple good lines. Okay. The first one is right when like he walks in and like somebody's like, "Who the fuck is that?" He's like, "Oh, this is like my homie." And he's like, "Walks like a black man, breathes like a killer." <laughs> How does he know that? <laughs> How does he know he's breathing? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but what? after that, you know, like he's like, "Oh, you know, like some of this, like we need your help, like we need these guns, like some of it might come back on you, but you know, we're gonna like we're gonna get you back for this, like we'll get you some of the money at the end." And <laughs> Dinky goes, "Dinky D, don't feel nothing." And then Steven goes, as long as you don't see it. He goes, ain't that right? And then Ice goes, you still the illest, man. <laughs> like, that was a beautiful. It's the best like, three-way like, conversation between them two. I really like how um, uh, Tretch is introducing Seagal to the bros in that scene. And he says, uh, he's my twin brother, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's the truth. Yeah, and Seagal's just bowing to people and saying, "Nice to meet you." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like how after they say he's his twin brother, it like cuts to like all the people in there, yeah. and they give like like <laughs> like one yeah. black give him, like, just like the what? Who's this white yeah, boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so um, good. The next one is P Bear had a big problem with this one, but you know I'm gonna I gotta put this one this out. This whole scene was awful, dude. This is they're staking out. Uh, who was this guy, by the way, that they're staking out? It was one of their henchmen. 
They talk so much shit like about this guy. Like one of Vincent's henchmen. And like, <laughs> St- you know, like Steven looks at him and he's like, that our guy? He walks kind of funny. I think he did some prison time. I just goes, might be out there doing a little homo promo. God. And then right <laughs> after Steven goes and he's like, I'm just going to talk with him. And just starts like beating him on the windshield of the same, like banging his head into the car. And uh, Ice goes, man, and I thought I was ignorant. This one crazy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Steve, so th- they rip on this guy. They call him gay from, their, <laughs> from the car. From the <laughs> <laughs> then Steven goes and beats the shit out of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and shoots him in the neck. And, and then, then, yeah. He so brings him into, he, okay, so he brings him into he the car. He brings him into the car, and he's like, tell me what I need to know, or I'm going to take the six-inch gun and blow your two-inch dick off. He's <laughs> such an asshole. <laughs> and then he actually does. He gives him the information, and he's still... Yeah, him. Seagal still shoots him. Did the guy try to pull a move on or something? No, I think he just shot him, happened, and then he really shot his tank. Filmed. And then they're walking away, and he goes, Lord have mercy. I goes, you ever thought about anger management, man? Yeah, but this works better. <laughs> and then they light up this car with a like a, a cigarette lighter and just blow it up. And yeah, walk ridiculous. away, P-Rare in the ma- brown man style. <laughs> yeah, uh, Obama's going to go visit that and that it does spot not like stop he did for, there. for Hiroshima. It does uh, not uh, stop Just there. one other oh, point yeah, no, about sure. that, that scene. Um, after he shoots that guy in the car, but before they blow it up, mm. he walks up to Tretch and says, like a child, he didn't get what he wanted, so he shot himself. <laughs> is that what kids, is that what children do? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, that was right. That was a good one. That's so weird. And then Seagal, at one point, they're driving around, and he, like, calls the guy, and he was like, yeah, meet me at, like, 5 p.m. Like, there, if you want your money. Like, this is, he's telling these Asian gang where these, like, white guys like Vincent and his gang is going to be after robbing. And Ice goes, was that your sexy voice? He's like, yeah, it was this girl who picked up. Like, thought you were supposed to fuck him up, not fuck him. Uh, and Seagal just gives him, like, a sly Seagal look. Seagal loves <laughs> that line so much. Uh, <laughs> they, uh, the, all this stuff, I think, was improv. I think every it single one of great, these lines dude. was... And later they're driving around and Seagal's, you know what this is? This is driving Miss Daisy right here. This is driving Miss Daisy. And Ice goes, oh, I'm Miss Daisy? Not like it'd be any better with me driving. And Seagal goes, I mean, we cons. Ex-cons? Well, not even. We current cons. Yeah. Shit, sounds like a damn health berry. <laughs> what does that mean, a health berry? Like, you know, like um, maybe Captain Crunchberries, like he was saying, like we were current cons. Current con sounds like a damn health I don't know, man. I didn't that write was this weird. dialogue. Oh, fuck. That makes s- as much sense as steal every motherfucker. Flavor's birthday. got cereal on the mind. Mm, delicious. Dude, I love Captain Crunch, um, <laughs> especially the ones with berries. There's a I got a last three for you here. Oh my god, <laughs> these are the most <laughs> one-liners in, yeah, you've ever had say, yeah. for this shit. I yeah, love. I love their interactions so much. Oh my god. So um, this is actually not between him and Ice anymore. <laughs> um, these ones are actually no more between him and Ice. This is a. Uh, you know, he's, like, saying to the Vincent, Vincent's like, you know, like, I was expecting you to be here, and he's, like, loading up his gun, and he's like, that's because when you fuck people over, you always got to be looking over your shoulder, waiting for a moment like this. And then immediately proceeds to beat the shit out of this guy, <laughs> yeah. mercilessly, um, looking for information. And then the second to last one is he's uh, confronting Max, the quote-unquote main bad guy who dies very um, anticlimactically. In his skippy. Yeah, but he's, you know, he's like, oh, I'm a master illusionist. And he goes, you're not a master of anything. You're a master con artist and just a sick guy that's got to be stopped. I'd say that time is now. They both, they were, were so low energy in that scene yeah. where one of them was going <laughs> to die. It, uh, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. It was so dull. It was so boring. The way Seagal walks up to him, the, he- the main bad guy is just sitting there playing piano. Seagal walks up and leans on the piano. Just strolls up. He's like, I didn't know you played piano. Yeah. 
It's like, well, I don't know what you, yeah. what they were talking about, but they just have a conversation like as if nothing happens. Yeah, uh, Max is like, uh, there's the devil inside me. And oh. Seagal says, well, I see also that you have music. <laughs> a propensity for <laughs> a propensity for music. music. I wrote that down as a line, and then I deleted it because I was like, ah, it didn't really do that much for me. The last one that I loved was the very, very, like, almost in the scene where, like, they're walking away from this building. They've killed everybody in there. And Seagal has all these bombs placed, supposedly, and he turns to his two partners now, you know, P-Bear and then this, like, detective lady from the DEA. Right. And he goes, that'll be me. You know I'm in the <laughs> mood for the cherry on the cake, right? And he smiles and just lights this place up, just <laughs> bombs everywhere. <laughs> it's like... That was the cherry on the cake, <laughs> blowing up this whole building. That was yes, again, essentially becoming domestic a domestic terrorist. terrorist. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> so those are those are my flavors. Face, I had a lot of them because I truly, truly enjoyed every interaction. I wish I could write down all the dialogues from this movie. I thought it was fucking hilarious. Everything he said to Ice, everything I said, I thought it was great. There was a really great meta line when he calls Jada on the phone. Uh, and she says, why are you whispering? <laughs> that was, oh, I love that. Which was that. one for I us, I think. That. I think she was oh, winking at us for that one. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. liked when he, he asks uh, the, D, the female DE, he explains to the female DE agent that Max is still alive and that he's in cahoots with Detective Munch. What's that guy's name? Saunders? Uh, uh, Saunders. Transition Saunders. <laughs> and he says, I'd like you to get into the computers. In, of the DEA. It was just, it <laughs> it just was sounded creepy. so uninformed. I'd like you to get, get into the computer. It was so un- like, not you know, specific. I work for the DEA. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what is her what is anyone's motivation in this in I this movie? I don't was really having trouble. No. The, the you gotta DE- ask Ben Dang. Ben Dang, come on our podcast. Ben Help Dang, us out. Come man. explain this one to us. We the are D- confused. The DEA is so fine with Seagal being out of prison. And also, like, the main guy, like, the DA guy who's also working for the bad people seems okay that this woman is finding all this stuff out. And, like, yeah. she knows he's bugging her phone and stuff like that, and he's just like, get the fuck out of my face. Usually like, there, there are cuts back to, throughout the movie, yeah. there are cuts to the bad guys in, in kind of the generic Seagal movie. There are cuts to the bad guys underestimating Seagal. But in this movie, they're not even commenting in any way. They seem to have no yeah. problem that the good guys are succeeding. It's almost like they want him to keep succeeding so they can get to the money themselves somehow. Like they like they're like, well, we just need to let him get to the money, right? I, yeah, weird. I guess. Th- yeah. yeah, that that kind of makes sense. I did really like um that the what must have been Donnie Fontelroy's son was also working at the Mike? DEA. Was it agency. Mark or Mike? Uh, you, there was a Mike in there, but um, the kid Rusty, who the D who works at the DEA, who looks like he's fifteen years old, oh. and talks like he oh, just yeah. uh, was at <laughs> yeah, drama yeah, camp yeah. Pl- playing in the Music Man yep. or something like that. He was so young. <laughs> oh, yeah, that Remember guy. That I, w- I was like, what is that kid, like 12? Like, yeah, he, he, he was so young looking. He definitely didn't look like he should be the guy who's in charge of all this information at the DEA. So, yeah, very quickly we realized that Saunders is a corrupt DEA agent. Max is still alive, unlike what everyone's been saying in the movie. And who gives a shit? <laughs> and yeah, what do these have to do with any the of these visions? Um, I did like that scene when Seagal... Uh, Who's fu- he goes to Vince's mansion, yeah. right? So Vince is like the secondary like henchman, like the main like second in command, I guess. And is very, very wealthy. Yeah. From doing bad things. Drug dealing. Drug dealing. Doing drug- <laughs> I do drug dealing. I do drug deals. <laughs> you can clearly tell we are not drug dealers. Uh, I, like, I do drug dealing. What were th- I wanted to see the scene that led up to that because there's a banquet going on in Vince's house, but only three goons there. Mm. And him with his back to the whole situation. Very like casually letting whiskey or something. Well, right? Seagal like beats up all his guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He kind of looked like um, Brian Brian Cox in that movie with Nikki Cox. Uh, oh, the Glimmerman. Yeah, Glimmerman. Is that Glimmerman? 
the one where, where Brian Cox yeah, looks no, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, why why doesn't Vince join the fray? What were they doing? There's so much food on the table, and then Seagal uh, jumps on that chandelier and jumps <laughs> over the table and kicks that dude. That was that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, just terrible bad guy work, I'd say here on on Vince's yeah. part. I'd say from here on out, it's just the, I mean, hit the drop for bad, better, and the worstest. But like, once again, it's just everything they do is just pretty shitty, inept, and just like uh, Jeff Bush, low energy. Uh. There are definitely no Howard Deans in this movie, that's for sure. No. <laughs> I could go <laughs> for a Howard I... Dean. Yeah! yeah! <laughs> we're going to go to Vegas. Yeah! And we're going to kill Steven Seagal. And we're going to go to yeah! prison. And we're going to go to Vincent's house. And we're going to find gonna... the money. Yeah! Take skippers and snaps. <laughs> and we're going to make Seagal pay for it. Um, Yeah, okay, so th- Vince sends him to Max. Max, yep. Is that basically what happens? Yes. I did enjoy the scene of Steven Seagal and Tretch. Tretch comes in and out of the movie at the end, it seems like, a few yeah. times. Yeah, very random. He's just, like, randomly kind of thrown in there. But this is the scene where Seagal kind of finally con- confronts Max, the man who had screwed him over and sent him to prison, although Seagal didn't. Seagal seemed to enjoy prison more, honestly. He had a great time. He, he had a great time. She just stayed in prison. Um, he's, he's the king there. <laughs> um, again, this very, very dull conversation Although it was great when, when uh, we hear this beautiful piano music as we're entering Max's mansion, <laughs> and Flav in the room said, I really hope so they cut to Max playing uh, piano. And and it, immediate, exactly it was like happened. immediately. Yeah. There wasn't even one second of break. Uh, after I did not that. expect that. The movie was listening uh, to you. It was so good. Uh, yeah, then they have this very... Cra- uh, this, there's supposed to be some crafty repartee between the two of them. But it, it is it's bad. It's not crafty it's just, whatsoever. Uh, and... <laughs> That would uh, to kill to shoot you would be too jejun. Right. I looked up. I had to look I that d- up. I was gonna say I've never even heard that word. I have no fucking idea. Seagal mockingly says it back to him, though I doubt he or the character know no. what that means. It means uh, insignificant, basically meaningless. Oh, okay. Or or too simple. It would be too simple. What language is so that? So this is basically French? French. I would guess. I don't know. This is basically you know how the bad guy at the end of every movie has to find some reason not to kill our protagonist. Right. Yeah. This is just because of a fancy word, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> That's the it only reason. He should have just shot Seagal. <laughs> he had so many opportunities to. Instead, he... Wow, what is he just he? walks off. No, he, he walks into he, his chopper. Oh, he sends two well, others he, he, has like, he has like a henchman. Kills. He's like, oh, come meet my friend, this dude. Oh, Bartholomew. Bartholomew, yes. Who like, does all these crazy screams what's, and Yeah, what's the sound? Like, Let me hear the sound of Bartholomew, this henchman. <laughs> <laughs> and then Bartholomew does a few flips and uh, Indiana Jones style, Harrison Ford with dysentery style, uh, Seagal yep. just shoots the guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty awesome. Like a shotgun to the chest. And that was that. And then, uh, so that's some really bad, bad guy work. And then Kevin's helicopter, or Max's helicopter just blows up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets in the helicopter, they start to fly away, and Seagal whips out the uh, detonator. Code of Honor style. Yeah. Max, again, also had some weird connection to the, the J- Jada visions. So there was some satanic That's imagery going on. There were I, candles all around this final scene. I think kind of the spiritual aspect, like her seeing all the visions from this guy, because he was also into that kind of spirituality, like right. kind of like mystical stuff as well. But we barely saw but we ba- you don't. It, it's mentioned earlier in the movie. But we never see it earlier in the Maybe movie Jada before have, uh... he supposedly dies. So that's why I think they're trying to connect those two aspects. But it's just so poor. Maybe Jada should have read Stephen's poem. 
Poem? <laughs> palm. Oh, it's always oh, palm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How many listeners do you think right now are like looking at their palms trying to figure out their love life? They're still looking at their hands. That's a long <laughs> time. Like, okay. Do I, <laughs> do I give away my heart? Really if you are easily? driving while doing this, please, please put your hand back put on the wheel. Your hand and down. if you're driving, we hope that you're driving a Mazda. We do enjoy Mazda. See, I give away sponsors. my heart pretty easily. That's why mine ends between my. Yeah, I got that same thing too. But it's broken, which means I was broken, as you guys know. <laughs> of course. Shout out to our other sponsors, and Coke, Pepsi, Steven Seagal, Color Forms, Udoba, uh, Scent of Action Cologne, Udoba, Mazda, Steven Seagal's Restaurant in Chicago. Hey, and shout out to our listeners in different places. We got some great uh, listeners out in Honolulu, Canada, Israel. Yeah, in, a couple uh, people great in Europe. Britain. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to you guys. Really, like, thanks for listening. You know, spread the word. Let other people know about our love for Seagal and your love for Seagal. Or hate. Either way, listen to us either way. And our love for you. <laughs> Nah, but it's cool. You know, it's cool that we're we're getting. We'd love to hear from you guys too in whatever language you speak. Hit us up uh, on Facebook, uh, seriously Seagal, and we are on Twitter at seriously Seagal. Yeah, well, we're very interactive in that way. Um, Yeah, so the ending is is a little bit anticlimactic. Yeah, just like just like we almost wrapped up the podcast right now. The the, (laughs) the ending (laughs) should have ended with Max being killed, but but he had to go to a dinner five hours early for (laughs) (laughs) for (laughs) national security implications. (laughs) Um... But what like I gotta go, I gotta go eat right now. The Statue of Liberty is in danger. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> but Peter, what exactly happens at the very, very end of this movie, which was just really weird? What do we? Where do we see Seagal end up? Oh, well, okay, so th- there's a stupid standoff. I'm, I think I'm going back one scene from what you're talking about. Right. But there's a standoff between the DEA agents and Seagal. Yes. I, I didn't. I really didn't understand what any of it was. Well, it was stupid, wasn't it? Is wasn't it like? Seagal versus Vince, and then all of a sudden the lady DEA agent shows up, and she's right. like, "Not so fast!" And they all have their guns drawn, and then all of a sudden Saunders comes out of nowhere and he puts his gun right. to her it head, and classic, it's like, "Not yeah. so fast!" And they're all just kind of like standing around. It, yeah, it was the dumbest standoff of all time. Where yeah, where the DEA agents together? Why didn't she turn Saunders I, in at some point? Why didn't she go to any other know. authorities? Probably because they couldn't afford other actors in this oh, movie. God. But um, there's that shootout there. There's a big shootout where Seagal defenestrates a dude. Does he throw Vince out the window? No, no I think Tretch, Tretch kills Vince because oh, Tretch comes yep. in from like outside from out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and Today you die, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, Hell no, he shot. And then Saunders oh, is pretty much taking um, Noel's hostage, and they're having right. kind of their thing. Yep. And then. Uh, does Steven just come in and give him a headshot, right? straight up. Yeah, yeah, he comes out of nowhere and gives him a straight headshot. It was, it was awesome. so It was so anticlimactic. Oh, it really just was. The headshot really was kind of awesome. And then, they, and then Seagal blows up the whole building. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. they're all cherry walking Cherry on away. top, baby. They're all yeah, walking It's away. a very dangerous cherry on top. <laughs> cherry on the cake. It really felt like the creation of a family when Seagal grabs a struggling Tretch who has been shot, and he also has Agent Knowles at his side. I feel like they're going to go off, uh, live together. Right off in the Maybe sunset. on some island. Yeah, but together. they don't. Instead, what do they do at the very end of this movie? <laughs> this made no sense. We go back, of course, to oh, St. Thomas Children's Hospital. No longer with the sign that says close or yeah, closing soon <laughs> or whatever it was for sale. Going out of business. Yeah, yeah no, no longer has the going, going out, out of business, business. sign. Yeah. We see <laughs> Stephen, uh, Stephen walks up to a very young Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, She's so hot. AKA, Not in this movie. She's Not five movie. years old in this movie. Not in this movie. Clarification. She's she hot uh, now. plays hit girl in Badass and Kickass. Kickass. Uh, kick-ass. And what she's doing some something next year. She's like a in a bunch of shit. She's gonna be like Cinderella, Snow oh, White, really? or Cinderella. No, it's Emma Watson. Emma Watson is. It's, it's another. It's oh, another she's pr- like Sleeping Beauty or something. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Good for her, man. She's hot. 
<laughs> great. She's a good actress, too. Um, Come on our podcast, So Chloe. she's in a wheelchair, and Seagal approaches her as if he's known her for years. Is she in a wheelchair anymore? No. Like, she's his daughter. Yeah, no, she's not in a wheelchair at that. She was but, before. Oh, yeah, she was before. She was before. Right. But, yeah, it's like they, they, they have, like, some sort of history, but we haven't seen that in the movie whatsoever. It, it, I, and then we also... And then, so confused. And she says something to him, and he leaves and goes and hangs out with... Uh, Jada. Jada, who's wearing some uh, LeVar Burton-style shades <laughs> and hanging out uh, at the car. And then they watch Knowles, the female DEA agent, approach Chloe Grace Moretz well. and have an... In- well, how did they know each other? I don't did know. They know were, each other? were they Who mother knows? and daughter? They w- it, did, it looked too awkward for her to be the mother, right? Also, I, I was I right. Was either confused. there's a rela- or Chloe Grace Moretz is the five year old head of this hospital, yeah. and they're congratulating her on <laughs> yeah. the hospital staying open. The youngest yeah. head of the hospital in history of the world. But so we end on this this picnic scene, basically, where the, like, the she's hospital's be all right. reopened and it's it's oh, everything's fun again. Just to add one more thing. Yep. Uh, we also see right before this, we see Tretch. Uh-huh. Over in Switzerland, opening up like a bank account with some Swiss bank, and then he's like, "Oh, oh I right. want this amount of money in there, but but make sure you transfer this much to the uh, you St. Know, Jude's, St. Jude's Children's Hospital." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, we hope to see you again." He's like, "Oh, you know I will be." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but I actually had some thoughts of how what was happening with Tretch in the scenes that he was not there, and how this might have ended. Oh, really? Should we maybe slather on some sunscreen and grab our pool noodles? Dude, I'm and, proud. Uh, I, don't, I don't even have to worry about that Put on those life jackets. All right, put on our life jackets. We're hopping on the train. Some zinc oxide. We're going to the island. <laughs> the island of alternate endings, brother. Screwface, what's up, man? Hey, it is still me. I'm hey, were you uh, <laughs> still here? Hey, were still you betting with Keith David in Vegas back there? Or no. We lost a lot of money on nah. the game Othello. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude, I knew it. You got to keep Keith away from that stuff, dude. Father Flavor kept egging him on and giving him drinks and making us no. sitting on our laps. Yes. Father Flav. Yeah, oh, Father Flav. Corrupt. Oh, shit. Corrupt okay. as hell. All right, well, <laughs> oh, tell, tell us about your alternate uh, ending there. So you know how Treach is not, like, in this movie? Like, sometimes he's In like, the second half, he's gone. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> I believe that when... Uh, Seagal, so first of all, I believe, I gotta take this back to prison. I believe that the reason Tretch and all the gang members enjoyed Seagal is that he ended up cooking for them, much like Casey Ryback, Mm -hmm. and he was winning them over. So then when they leave the hospital and they're, like, talking with Dinky D, I believe (laughs) Dinky D is a big producer. Okay. And he's gonna help Tretch with his next album. I like this. Seagal needs this for for part of the money, because Seagal himself is... Slightly not sure where he left this money. So he's like, we need yeah. to come up with this money somehow. So he's like, Tretch, I need you to keep working on this album while I try to figure out where this money is. I like is. the idea that Seagal is kind of, co- throughout this movie, Seagal is coyly being amnesiac. Uh, yeah. you know, he, yes. he, he knows where the money is, but he's pretending he I doesn't I believe he that he know. genuinely was having some bouts of not Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> the memory. So Treach needs to work on this album. And he's like, really, he's like, oh shit, man. Yeah. Like, seriously, I have no clue where so this is. So whenever we see, like, so Treach comes back, and I believe when he comes back to Seagal, he's like showing him, like, the edits of the song. He's like, nah, man, like, I need you to go back and edit this, this, this. And Treach's like, oh, fuck, man, all right. So he goes back to Tinky D, who's working on this album. And I believe, like, when the final thing comes, they have a good song made, but at the very end, 
they're going to make a music video, and the music video is featuring St. Jude's Children's Hospital, all the kids, like, in the backgrounds. Oh, and like then this. we have some, like, thug nuns, like, going gangster. You know how, like, in some of the, like, rap videos uh-huh. we see, like, badass nuns? Like, I believe, like, that's going to be, like, the music video. is like, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz just, like, you know, being, like, healthy and stuff, and, like, Jada's going to be all sexed up and shit. And Doing then, like, tricks in her wheelchair, too, yeah. <laughs> even though she doesn't need it. <laughs> exactly. And, that, and the title of the music video and the song is Walks like a black man, breathes like a killer. That's awesome. Oh. Does Seagal play guitar in it? Oh, yeah, dude. And Dinky D comes in for a special feature verse. I like that. I, he's good. wheeled. He's that's also wheeled play. in. Yeah, I, that's, I believe that's strongly what's happening. Um, so Tretch was, you You think his character, uh, Ice Cool? Cool is actually a rapper. Is, is and making a, yeah. an album on the side in yeah. the second half of this movie Absolutely. when he's on the limb. Okay. All right, that makes, like that makes that. sense. That is I up. like that. What about you, Mr. Smitty? All right, so imagine this movie as a sequel to okay. Under Siege 2. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Casey Ryback okay. retired out of the game. <clears throat> He's now doing small heisting jobs on the <laughs> okay. side. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Sure. The movie, you know, plays out exactly how it does, mm-hmm. except at the end. Yep. So what Steven does with all the money... Instead of giving it to the hospital and the kids, he goes back to Dinky D's restaurant, mm-hmm. pours all the money into there. Oh, they open sh- up a nice restaurant there where Casey continues now cook, and he hasn't doesn't have to do all these jobs. He's just now the chef at this place. So they've they've cleaned that place up, made it really nice. They've also also opened up a strip club on the side. <laughs> Yeah, and Casey's mon- spending out his last days oh, cooking beautiful. at that. I enjoy restaurant. that. Can we have a montage <laughs> where we uh, show them building, rebuilding the place, and everybody's throwing yeah, everybody, in, yeah, everybody's pitching yeah. in. Oh, there's, Saunders there's is there. And Seagal's wearing overalls that have yeah. paint smears on them. <laughs> yeah, and like we see like they, they Chloe like Grace come in for like a dinner, and she's all happy, and Seagal's cooking her like a dinner. And like, Wait, yeah. Saunders is there with a bandaid on his head. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, so, no, isn't that girl Saunders? <laughs> no, that's the guy he shot in the head. Yeah. Who's the girl? Knowles. Uh, Knowles. Knowles. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so Knowles comes in for dinner and like she's helping out and stuff. I'm like, yeah. And That's Chloe cool. Grace Moretz is there. She's got to have some dinner or something there. How she's about you, peeps? Okay, here's what my alternate got? ending. <coughs> and this might seem familiar to you guys. So we the movie plays out as is. As <laughs> the classic. Smitty the classic phrase. Goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, at the end, we're at that, that uh, kind of party scene, that picnic scene where the clown is hanging up with the kids so and Chloe scary. Grace Moretz yes. and stuff. And instead of having gone to Switzerland, Tretch is still in town hanging out. Okay. He's smiling and enjoying the barbecue. Okay. Uh, uh, Steve, th- we kind of cut to a, a more tender private moment with the two men together. Steven says, hell of a job, buddy. It's been a wild ride. And Tretch says, I knew we could always do it together. They shake hands. Okay. And Tretch disappears. Chloe Grace Moretz says, Stephen, Uncle Daddy, who were you just talking to? Stephen says, no one. Tretch never existed. Get the oh, fuck out. Yeah. You, did you shit. just code of honor us right I now? I just code, code of honor honored you. Us. It would have worked better. Code of honoring us right now? It just blew my mind. I, it would have worked better He's in this movie. code of honoring us right blew now. my mind. Um, because <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Stephen, I don't think Tretch did talk to really many other people aside from Stephen. And it could have just been Stephen, you know, the whole time. It was just really, here's what it is. 
it's his the the black man that lives inside Steven Seagal was manifest in a, a hip hop star <laughs> Tretch. <laughs> that's amazing. Interesting. That's great. Yeah, what do you think about that? I think that's pretty fucking trippy, it. dude. I also would have just again. I, I was so excited when they went to prison. I love a good prison a Seagal, Seagal prison movie. Prison's they should have just. Great. They should have just stayed there and had a great time. And just like in Maximum Conviction or uh, Half Past Dead, they should probably put on a musical because um, it seemed like those guys would probably be into it. They, I think they did Little Shop of Horrors and Half Past Dead. They definitely have the time. This time I want to see Phantom of the Opera <laughs> with Steven as the Phantom and Tretch as Christine. Ooh. Yeah, pretty good. So I yeah, like that a lot. So <laughs> that's fun, right? Um, so that's the end of this movie. This uh, We disagreed about whether this was a good movie or not. Um, uh. I think we can agree that Tretch and Steven's relationship was a good time. But aside from that, uh, Donnie Fontelroy, you got some work to do, my friend. you got, you got some stuff to think about, bud. He's a uh, great, great DP, but as a director, you know. Yeah, and whoever it. wrote this script, uh, yeah. I can see, we, yes, I think ultimately... We can see why Steven Seagal was sued for millions of dollars for oh, his yes. performance in yes. this movie. Because <laughs> uh, it well, was yeah. criminal. Yes, I- exactly. Um, okay, uh, so that's been Today You Die 2006. Uh, what do we got for next week, Flav? We're going back a couple years. Sure. To 2003. Ooh. And we're not, unfortunately, this is not directed by Donnie Lee Fontelroy. It's going to be Michael Oblowitz. Uh, and we're going to be an unsuspecting university professor is an unwitting accomplice in a foiled Chinese cocaine deal. Is he oh Professor God. Robert Burns in this one? He is? Oh, man, I've watched way too many Seagal trailers. Wrongly oh imprisoned. God. We're going back to prison. Yes. I oh, love prison. Nice. He escapes to take his revenge and prove his innocence. 2003, Steven Seagal is out for a kill. Oh, oh yeah. Geez. Okay, I'm psyched. Awesome. I'm psyched. Yes, sir. Oh, man, we got <laughs> it's going to be good. Um, I don't really recognize any of the co-stars here, so we're just going to... Raj has <laughs> yeah. lost significantly less of his soul, I'd say, than you and I, Smitty, during this process. <laughs> yes, he has. Uh, Mother Teresa and a He's still on fire. Did you say Mother Teresa and a gangbanger? That is what uh, one of these descriptions on IMDb says. Mother <laughs> Teresa and a gangbang. What is this? Oh, my God. Awesome. I can't Great. wait. I can't wait. All right, on that note, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, seriously, Seagal. Thanks for listening, everybody. All of our international fans, all of our local fans, everybody. Really appreciate you guys listening. Love you guys, and I love you guys. This has been P Bear Flavor and Mr. Smitty, and this is Seriously Seagal. They framed him. They murdered his wife. Get out of the car, get your hands over your head. I think you got the wrong guy, sir. I'm a professor. You telling me you didn't have an inkling you were smuggling? I'm innocent. They stole his freedom. Now, they will pay.
Steven Seagal is out for a kill. I think I need a lawyer.